Hello, one and all, and welcome to the promised interview with one Jeremy Fiesel over there at Blizzard Entertainment. They just announced World of Warcraft Dragonflight as WoW's next big expansion, 10.0, if you can all believe it. And uh, as usual, they showed an amazing intro cinematic with it and all that. Jeremy, welcome back. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. It's uh, been some time since we've been able to do this, and I'll bet you guys have been, uh, I don't know, sitting on your hands a little bit with a, a new expansion. It's always exciting when uh, you get to have that day where you finally get to announce things. Has being able to delve a little deeper into the history and lore of Dragonflights, a favorite aspect of mine uh, in World of Warcraft, has that been a long time coming for you and the in the team? I think it's a favorite for a lot of people, too. Like, even back in Battle for Azeroth, we were digging in some of the essence storylines into some Dragonflights because you just can't keep designers away from dragons. They're such fun stories to tell. Sure. And, you know, like, the World of Warcraft Dragonflights are really a core part of the WoW history, but it's not something we've delved super extensively into. Even you know elements that have been around since classic, the Draconids and the Dragon Spawn. Where did they come from? You know what? Where did the the dragons make their oaths to the Titans? And what were those oaths that gave them their powers when they became ordered and changed from uh, proto dragons? There's a ton of history in terms of the things the dragons have been against in their past, the, their ancient enemies. That has just never been told. And I think a lot of us have had a bunch of ideas for stories we want to tell in that space for many, many years at this time. So it was it, it, not difficult to get the the team excited about telling some really big dragon stories. Yeah, know? it feels like um, the big the most the most dragony thing sort of got if you don't count Deathwing. Uh, was probably, and who you have to count Deathwing, but for me, it was probably Wrath of the Lich King. I think it's a little ironic today that this expansion gets announced with all this dragon stuff in it. And we're talking about a classic edition of, of Wrath of the Lich King. That's all very exciting for dragon lovers, I think probably across the game. In particular, players are going to be able to start a new race called the Drakthir. Am I saying that right? I've been saying that way all day. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Uh, easy enough. Uh, also, the Evoker class. My understanding is that Drakthir can only be Evokers. Evokers can only be Drakthir. There is no other race uh, class combinations with the Evoker. Is that correct? That's correct. Do you think that that template, I, I suppose, that you set up with the Demon Hunter a couple of expansions ago as sort of the class template in Legion, um, is that how these are going to kind of work from now on? I mean, I guess, I guess that two-spec new race plan and also uh, maybe part of this is the fact that they are hero classes so they're starting at a higher level and those sorts of things their own special zones and and whatnot it feels like you guys have got a template now is that fair to say i think it really depends on you know what the situation is what what are we making what's this new class what's their backstory what's their place in the world um in this particular case you know, we really wanted to do, you can play as a dragon. So what what is the player version of that? Well, we can't have everybody turning into Alex Draza, because as I know some people definitely want to <laughs> turn into like a 300-pound you know, giant dragon, but I don't think um, the raid leaders of the world would be super happy with what that looked like during boss fights. Yeah. So what, yeah, what is the player-centric version of that? And really, what's the backstory of this group? Uh, they are infused with the elements of all of the dragon flights in the way that Nefarian, back in Blackwing Lair, failed to create a chromatic flight. This this is the vision which Neltharian had long before him, though he was actually able to accomplish the infusion of all of the different dragon flight magic. That was one of the things we wanted to get across there that felt core to the dragon fantasy. We, we didn't want you to have to go down the path of one particular dragon flight because it was just too cool to be able to design infusions of cauterizing healing flame magic and dream 
clouds and time stuff. Time stuff is especially fun when you get to apply it to all the other things to make like your heels go faster or rewind time. Like it's just a lot of fun to design for. So there's a ton of draconic fantasy that's associated with that. That's just sort of core to wow aspects. There's also just different dragon elements that you want to include in there early on in the testing. We got a lot of feedback and when we had a lot of ranged abilities on the class with, I want more dragon stuff. I want to do more dragony things. So we added Azure Claw, the ability to do this great swipe with your claws. That feels really dragony. Uh, two of your racial abilities are a wing buffet because that's super dragony and knocks everybody back and a tail swipe because you know, I think everybody has these their ideas of like what dragons do. And really, when it came down to it, all of those things ended up feeling like they fit within their own specific class. And then, you know, your imagination just goes wild from there. Like, what else can you add? What what words come to mind when you think of dragons in World of Warcraft? You think Nixia deep breathing me and killing half the raid. So definitely added deep breath as an ability. It's our first time to let you take off vertically in combat. You fly over the enemies and you just nuke everything under you. And that really unlocks the ability to do some crazy stuff there. So there was a bunch of reasons why it just felt right for this particular class. And then also, you know, having the, the backstory of being these sort of um, the, the sort of the, version of chromatic dragons that the one of the great aspects before he went down the the dark path of listening to the dragon soul wanted to create uh, it just it didn't feel right starting you at a very low level you're you're infused with all of this energy you almost can't control it you're not like a mage you didn't go study it with the kieran tor you haven't read a book on this stuff you just awaken with all of this energy within you and are struggling to control it. And we wanted to tell that whole backstory because that sounded like just a really cool core story for, for the fantasy of this class. So it just made a lot of sense to, to fit it within that particular, uh, that particular mold. So you just brought up something that's interesting. The, the two classes here are a heal or excuse me, the, the class specs here are a healing spec and a DPS range spec. And both both of those, all I heard was, ooh, a new magic user in the game. Because it's been a while. We haven't had, you yeah. know, a, a focus on magic in a while in terms of new characters to play. I'm a longtime mage lover. I love the mages. I love warlocks. I love some of those original classes. But it's been a while since magic's been on main stage. Um, was that part of the decision here as well? It's just, uh, you know, we got to get out the get out the mana users a little bit. Or however this one's going to work. I don't even know if it's mana, I guess. So the way these things coalesce is often, yeah, there's narrative elements, there's gameplay elements, there's people just getting really excited over a particular thing that end up coalescing together. I think it made a lot of sense uh, in, in a number of ways to fit the mold of having another caster, but we didn't necessarily wanted to do the, the long range caster again. Um, so this is going to be more of a, an intermediate range. A lot of your abilities only have a 25 yard range, um, but that coincides also with the armor that they wear. You have a little bit heavier armor. Felt like it was time for another male user. The, the, the raid leaders of the world would appreciate us not adding another leather wear. <laughs> or having you know their tanks have to roll against anybody, um, so that so I think that all those things just kind of came together, and it was feeling it was feeling right. Like a lot of the uh, the male from even from back in classic, the dragon scale armor, they were all male sets. It's been sort of a core part of what dragon armors look like in World of Warcraft, um, and then 
when we were designing the class abilities, one of the things that sort of push you to having a, a bit more of a mid range is some of the things we were talking about a little bit before of being able to, to fit those draconic elements in there. When you, when you have a tail swipe, it doesn't make quite as much sense to have it at 40 yards unless you're like, you know, Alex Strauss sized. So that fits within the mold of having sort of that mid range caster and then allows us to have, um, to really focus on what some viscerally feeling melee abilities would be like. Also things like the, the deep breath flyover make a lot of sense for someone that's already in mid-range and wants to hit everything sort of between them and a certain distance behind their target. So a lot of the thinking about things like the targeting of that ability has mid-range in mind. Similarly, with empowered abilities, this is a new type of ability where you hold the button down and it increases in power and you can unleash it at several different thresholds. Um, one of the abilities is their uh, the dragon breath, where you're essentially breathing in over the course of a number of seconds and then you unleash it at the point that you want to unleash it at. And it makes a lot of sense for those to be sort of mid-range but very powerful abilities. Yeah, it seemed, um, seemed like you had a lot of like charge up and um, mm-hmm. fo- not focus. What's the word I'm looking for? Like... Um, Channeling. There's a lot of channeling going on with this with this character class. Is, it, it, is that fair to say? Not a huge amount. They've got disintegrate, um, but they're really about like lots of AOEs and differently shaped AOEs and cool ways to AOE things. Which mm. is a, a big part of their vibe because it's all unleashing energy and doing big destructive things with it. Oh, everybody wants that. So the the spec tree class tree uh, changes to the talent system and so on. That seems like a big deal in this expansion. And I have to think it's even a bigger deal when considering all that you just said about the various Dragonflight abilities coming together and being at the disposal of the player. Um, with that calculator, as it currently stands, I call it calculator, but the you know the the ability to change uh, those independently of each other, your class tree and your spec tree. Do you do you think this gives players a little more customization when it comes to how they actually want to play their characters, whether it's this? this new character or this new evoker class or not, uh, will, will there be a general sense or a feeling of, Hey, I get to do more with what I have than I could do before in the old system. Absolutely. And that's one of the major goals of the talent system revamp is to create a future expandable thing in the game. This can be an evergreen system that just improves world of Warcraft that really answers some of those. Hey, let me customize my rotation. Let me custom, let me hybridize myself. Um, let me create a really unique profile for my character that isn't possible in the Miss of Pandaria level style talent system where you only have a set number of points you can put in. And often you're making the choice between a throughput thing or a crowd control thing. In this case, we can give you a huge number of points and then a wide variety of different ways to spend them. Now, we don't necessarily want to significantly change the rotations for players that like their class as they're playing them right now. We want to make sure that, you know, walking into Dragonflight, we feel like you're we're not necessarily taking anything away from your class. But we want to provide a huge amount more breadth. You should have a ton of more customization options. You should be able to opt out of some of the curtain buttons that you have on your bar and instead specialize in other things. This gives us that opportunity. I think also on the design side of things, it's really fun for designers to be able to double and triple down on specific aspects of a class or class customizations that we weren't necessarily able to do with the MOP style talents. There just weren't as many options there 
for you to be able to create really specifically niche hybrids. If there's that player that really, really wants to play with dots, they want all the dots. They're the warlock player that loved affliction and they want to be the most afflictiony warlock possible. This really unlocks our designer's ability to allow that player to customize themselves in a way that plays differently than our classes play now um, because you have so many more points to spend on so many more things. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I really, I think that's actually going to be a huge selling point for me in particular um, the, you mentioned it's a Miss Pandaria, uh, a talent change that we're kind of still working with. And I'd forgotten it'd been that long. One of the nice features of that though, was, Hey, I'm going to go do this certain activity. So when I get to town, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly respec and I'm going to be a little different. My talent's going to be more akin to whatever I'm doing with my friend. That's, is that staying like, or is it still going to be a convenient thing for a player to say, all right, I've had a real good time for this last six hours, but I want to try this. They don't have to go reattune to anything. They don't have to go too nuts, right? They can just go switch out. You don't have to go grind a reputation. There's no gold cost associated with it. There's no respect cost. It's still free. And even better, uh, you can save your loadouts now. So if you want to save, this is my mythic talent loadout, you can quickly switch to that. This is my rating talent loadout. This is my overworld talent loadout. You can quickly switch between them. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, how how many minutes until players start demanding that their transmog loadouts and their spec loadouts <laughs> are tied together? I guarantee that's coming. Someone's going to say it. Negative 10. It will. <laughs> it's probably already happened. Um, so this is a return to, I mentioned it earlier, yeah, hero class to the game, uh, like Death Knights, Demon Hunters before that. And I think that stuff was always really well received. People always seem to really uh, dig what that meant in terms of sometimes if you're coming back to the game, you took a break or whatever. This is a way for you to get in and play like new, but not have to start from you know square one or 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 use a you know bl- a blow a, a a boost that you've been holding on to forever. Um, giving them their own starting areas, kind of giving that its own story and its own progression. Um, I've asked this question before when this has happened in the past, I'll ask it again, any concerns about overall player population balance or, you know, have the tech, the tech you guys have worked on for so many years about cross server playability and that sort of thing is that sort of take care of that. And it's no longer, you know, a concern. Generally speaking. Yeah. And um, we see a lot of players that jump into the new cool thing because it's new and cool for sure. And especially because it starts at high level, it's basically like a free level up. So it's very easy to get into. And that's the goal. We want you to be able to get into the game really quickly and play with your friends and, and get into max level activities. Um, similar to demon hunter. I think we'll see similar numbers at the very beginning, starting with a class that could double jump and had cool eye beams. Of course, everybody had to go and play the demon hunter. Um, But, you know, Demon Hunter didn't have a healer spec, and this class doesn't have a tank spec. Uh, I think certain players will really enjoy the playstyle, the sort of mid-range playstyle. It certainly is a lot of fun when you're gathering things up in the outdoor world. Um, But you're going to want a balanced group for all of your mythics, and you're going to want a balanced group for raiding. You're going to need a tank, and I think that it's going to be really interesting seeing the wild and wacky and crazy talent builds people come up with for a while. There's definitely going to be that Wild West feeling for a while, you know, of we don't know what all of these things together and this particular talent spec are going to result in, in this particular situation. And Oh, holy, this player is able to do these crazy (laughs) things. That's awesome. That's great to see as a designer. It's never a failure um, unless you do let it sit for a really, really, really long time. Um, But that's just, it's going to be one of the most fun part about coming back to the, to Dragonflight and seeing all these new talent systems, seeing what players can create. And I think, 
I don't know, at least personally, I'm going to be incentivized to log in on all of my different characters to see all the crazy things I can do and sort of the play styles that are created from them, because I think there's going to be more customization in terms of how you play the game than we probably ever had before. And I'll sure. be really interested to see what types of play style certain players gravitate oh, to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm personally pretty excited about it as well. I was thinking about the past when I would play, a, a you know, one of these characters uh, that started at 58 and I could just sort of get there quickly or whatever level it was. And especially with the demon hunter, I loved every second of that. And I played that character like crazy, but there's always a time during an expansion where you go, all right, need to check in on my main, see how they're doing. And then you kind of get hooked on that again. And I think you're probably right about, uh, you know, eventually the, the numbers even out because now people have this max level evoker, but they still got their other stuff. They still want to get them there. They're due. They're going to still be raiding with a lot of those characters, and it probably just all evens out in the end, which is nice. Um, so with some of these fundamental changes, one of them I think is a big one, and it may not seem – it may seem superficial, for lack of a better term, to some, but I think the revamped UI, this overhaul is really cool um, and a long time coming. I mean, this is really the first major overhaul. I know there have been tweaks and changes and, and stuff since the game launched in 04, but – but it feels like this UI overhaul is as big as it gets. Um, how excited is the team for that? And what do you hope happens there? Really, it's been 18 years. And it's been 18 years of um, people sending their feedback of, hey, I really like this particular add-on. And I really want these particular aspects. And it's such a core part of the gameplay that I think there was there's tons of discussion to be had there. Because you know every player that logs in and plays the games is the first thing that they see. And it has to be super welcoming. It has to be very core to the franchise and the fantasy. It's just, I can't underscore how important your UI is with just getting into a video game. Yeah. Um, so And, and so there, there's always sort of contentious elements of the discussion of, oh, do, do we really want to change that? Or, you know, it, you like this add-on, but I don't like that add-on. So I think, you know, it's been 18 years it's been eight years of awesome discussion, though, and awesome findings and finding out what we all really gravitated towards. Um, that said, I think a big part of it is also just the major advancements to technology that have occurred. Like everybody has giant monitors now that are significantly larger than the CRT I had, you know, back in 2004. Because <laughs> I think like 15 inches, I think that's what I started sure. playing the game on. So that, that seems ridiculously small at this point. Um, and it was really heavy. It was like twice as heavy as my current monitor. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I, you, could, <laughs> you could stack about five of the ones I'm on right now and it would still weigh less than that 20 inch ViewSonic I had. So, yeah, I remember those days. But I also remember thinking, I remember thinking, man, this UI is so blizzard. Look at these, these carved, curvy looking rune looking stuff at the bottom here. And, and part of me, when I heard about this announcement went, oh, but you know, do we want to lose that motif? And I'm happy to say from what I can see, and I know these are all in progress screenshots and whatever, but it looks like the spirit of that stuff is there, but you're clearly working with, you know, uh, uh, scalable content, uh, you know, vector-based stuff instead of, you know, things are going to be too blurry when everyone moves to 8K or whatever. Um, those those developments are exciting in a UX context. And as a player, uh, with a game that's still fully like, hey, people make your add-ons. We're not, we're not ending add-on support. Um, I just feel like you gave them the best of both worlds there. And I think it's, it'll, be, it'll make a big difference. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how much feedback you've gotten on that, but that's actually a really an exciting thing for UI nerds. And, um, I think I'm one of them. So that's going to be great. Um, exploration seems like a big part of, well, it's the big part of world of Warcraft in general. My first time in, you know, vanilla way back in the day when I played friends and family alpha in 03, for heaven's sakes, I remember feeling this incredible sense of progression and a discovery when I would walk around a corner and be in silver, silver pine forest, or I would 
you know, end up seeing Duratan for the first time or Duratar rather. Uh, these kinds of experiences are core to the experience for me. Like World of Warcraft has always been important that way. But I'll admit in 18 years, there does become a, a an, an ability for a player to kind of go, all right, well, I'm entering a new zone. I know how this works. The colors change. This place is different. And you kind of start to forget what that magic is. My impression today was from all the announcements I heard is that discovery is back on the main course here and that discovery is important again for players, or at least exploration seems to be at the forefront. What would you say about that? Absolutely. So that's one of the cool parts about going to the Dragon Isles is the dragons have this huge history in World of Warcraft, but a lot of it hasn't been told. They have their villains that they opposed back on the Dragon Isles a long time ago. They had their spaces where they exist at that is the larger version of things we saw back in Dragon Blight, like the Ruby Sanctum and the Emerald Sanctum. You're going to be seeing the big versions of those, the dungeon-sized versions of the, the Black Dragon Citadel where they ward the Earth against the bad guys, where they made their oaths to the Titans and will be done delving into some of those stories, but it's really a chance for us to create large, very expansive Azeroth feeling spaces with tons for you to find. So this is very, very exploration focused expansion pack in a way that I think harkens back to the, the feelings you got from Mists of Pandaria, where there's these cool side quest lines that you see by going off the beaten path and everyone from the NPCs you're with from the very beginning is is all centered around unraveling mysteries, exploring new spaces, settling in new spaces. Um, we're in particular, we're not immediately setting off to face off against a world-ending threat here. Uh, this isn't us going into the Shadowlands to follow Sylvanas. It's not the Alliance and Horde military forces heading to a new land to fight off against each other. In particular, when the dragons come and, and talk to us about going to this new land, the two groups that raise their hands immediately are the researchers, the architects, the reliquary, and the, uh, the Explorers League are the ones that say, hey, no, actually we want to be at the forefront of this one. And they're the ones that commission their own ships and order to get us there so we're going to be joining those groups and then naturally you know we're going to head together we're going to come together in this new land we're going to land on this new primal landscape and the very first thing that's going to happen is we're going to be attacked by giant proto dragons that come down and eat several of our expedition members and we're going to learn that this is a great primal landscape that has existed without us for many years and many of the creatures there have grown very powerful as the lands awakened and the primal elements there awakened we're going to meet some very scary bad guys in that space the alliance and horde forces are going to be forced to come together the explorers league and the reliquary actually form a dragon scale expedition a combo expedition so everything starts off with that exploratory vibe and that carries us through the whole arc of the storyline I'm so excited to hear that because I love that aspect of the game. Um, Pandaria in particular was a game where it sounds like it's almost the opposite of that, but in a weird way, it's the same. When we when we arrived there, we arrived in a place that was full of sort of peaceful coexistence with a few exceptions. And we were kind of invading them and they were nice, but we weren't so nice because we had other plans and wanted to exploit the space and so on. It sounds like this is similar to that in terms of the exploration aspect of that, but they're going to give us resistance because they don't even know what we are. We're just an invading species and they're going to see us as such. Uh, that's really exciting uh, uh, to, to see how that plays out. Um, I'm very excited about that. One of the things about that though, is that people are going to be traveling around in a slightly different way. This expansion it sounds like a major system here will be the dragon writing skill. How is that going to work? You know, you don't have to give me the, 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 the nine mile script on this, but you know, what's the elevator pitch on how dragon writing skill is going to be cool. 
So we want dragon riding to feel like a more three-dimensional movement within World of Warcraft. We really want you to pay attention to your surroundings and use them to your advantage. You're, we went ahead and implemented momentum, lift, drag, um, the ability to face your drake, your dragon's nose down slightly and gain additional speed as you're gliding. You can face your nose down even further. So the whole mini game is really centered around how do you trade height for speed versus distance and then having mastery associated with that whole system. You'll be bounding along on your drake. You hit spacebar twice. You'll do a giant flap that sends you off into the sky. While you're flying, you can hit spacebar again to do another big flap and get some additional height. But then it becomes up to you how you're going to get to your ultimate destination. Uh, the further you aim your dragon's nose down, the faster your dragon goes, but the quicker you dive bomb. You can blow past current mount speeds. You go very, very fast out here. If you aim your dragon's nose down completely, it'll tuck its wings in. You'll get contrails. Um, the environment team is also adding some additional new clouds and cloud layers so it feels like you're flying through things and you get that great feeling of speed and momentum. There's a ton of mastery associated with the system. We wanted it to feel very visceral, very arcadey. Um, and naturally, we want the landscape to also play into this in a very positive way. These are some of the biggest zones we've ever made in World of Warcraft. They have a huge amount of negative space. When you're making a dragon expansion, you want to have giant rolling hills where it looks like a huge dragon could land and then eat up a bunch of sheep and you're <laughs> going to see that a couple of times and then take off right and naturally it should therefore feel super super fun to be able to just take off from the very beginning you get one of these drakes within the first zone and be able to just zoom across the landscape we designed everything with that in mind there's tons of verticality there's these huge spires you can climb up and jump off of because it's just fun to climb up things and jump off of it <laughs> wow so this actually it's, i mean it sounds like you've got some real physics in here it isn't just the uh, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is it the the sort of sense of physicality, but you're you're really putting technical underpinnings in here to make it so that thing has heft and movement. There's and, a whole new yeah. set of momentum code, and it unlocks really cool momentum based gameplay for sure. Oh, that's fascinating! I can't wait to see how that plays out. So, it sounds like things are going great. I'm very excited about it all. There's one last thing on my list that I'm super curious about, and it was the concept of the transmog profession. Uh, what is that, and how will people make that work for their character? So what we wanted to do was really double down on profession fantasy this time around. We wanted it to feel like you are a blacksmith or you are a miner. We've done incremental improvements to professions. We did a pretty big improvement in Legion, which included all of the new profession systems in Dalaran and the star system and optional reagents. We want to plus up the profession system in a way that gives us future expandability as well. So we're adding a bunch of new subsystems associated with that. The one you're mentioning, uh, the transmogs that you can get that are associated with your profession, yeah. I think is, is one of the fun ways you can customize your character. Um, you have slots on your profession that are you can put items in now and that includes like a backpack for your herbalist that has herbs in it or a new mining pick for your miner they have stats on it that make you better at doing all of those things but we put them specifically in that ui on, on those slots so you don't have to carry them around with you you can choose to show them off if you want to be showing off your blacksmithing backpack rolling around as a blacksmith you can have you can get multiple different versions of it multiple different colors so you can upgrade it um, and then the player with the, the mining pick uh, if you go out and actually do mining in the game world, you'll pull out your special mining pick. So we want you to be able to, I, I think, show off in multiplayer your profession in a way that you haven't been able to in a while. Oh, see, I I assumed it was just the hey, we're just going to swap stuff around. So hey, herbalist, your little pack is gonna it can be on a miner if he wants to, just because he feels like changing up his look. But it sounds like you guys have gone a little further than that and made it so that professions are I don't I don't know almost its own sub transmog mini game in the game. 
Um, that sounds awesome. I, I love that idea. I'm, I'm all about back, backpacking around Azeroth as it is. So any more of those little attachments you guys give my character to have, I, I think, sign me up. Well, this is all very exciting. Uh, obviously, the team's stoked about it. There's a lot of hype uh, flowing around this today. I, I know you're going to not know the answer to this, but um, do we? I know the alpha soon. Do we know how soon? When it's ready, yeah. I, I think you know one of the, we've got a lot of really awesome core systems with a huge amount of future expandability here. There's so much potential in all of these different features, so we want to make sure that we're doing it right. All right, well, get ready for dragons, everybody, because there will be dragons. Uh, Jeremy Fiesel, thanks so much for taking time as usual and uh, and talking to us more about Dragonflight. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. 